one major mistake that most people encounter when they are right off divorce is that they are still very emotional, right? So any little trigger and they are angry texting for hours, that is your number one mistake. Don't do that. That is going to resolve nothing. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about the sponsor. Today's WTF Divorce episode is brought to you by Soberlink. If you're going through a divorce and custody case involving alcohol, Soberlink is the solution for you. More on Soberlink at the end of the show. Now on to today's episode. What would you say about the things that are not court-worthy that are more just like pain points where you're just not seeing eye to eye? I imagine mm-hmm. the biggest problem that all of us have is communication with that yeah. you know ex-partner and I, uh, that's probably something that you help a lot of your clients with any tips or examples of like what good productive healthy communication looks like and what you see the biggest mistakes people are making when they're trying to interact with their ex and co-parent sure so there's a lot of ways to handle those situations i'll try to give you a couple specific ones so for instance one major mistake that most people encounter when they are right off divorce is that they are still very emotional, right? So any little trigger and they are angry texting for hours, that is your number one mistake. Don't do that. That is going to resolve nothing. So a number one communication tip is if you cannot see eye to eye with your co-parent about um, changing a drop-off time because your work's your work schedule shifted, or now your child's in a new after-school activity and it's not a four o'clock drop-off; it's a six thirty drop-off. If you can't see eye to eye on it and you're having a hard time making a decision, stop the angry text. Okay, take time, process what's going on, so you can come from a place of rational, reasonable communication. And when you feel like you finally got there draft out a communication. Don't just send it. Have a notes going on your phone. I do it all day long, right? So have a note and put your thoughts down. Do a like a brain dump. Put it all out there and then go through it and, and edit. And you want to make sure that the way you communicate to your ex is clear, number one. Clear, it's rational, and it's not full of emotion. It needs to be very kind of business-like right? You're now in sort of a business relationship with your ex. You've removed the emotion out of it. Now we're just talking business stuff, exchanges, things that don't hold emotional value, right? That's how you have to approach it. I know in practical terms, you're emotional. It's still a very heavy thing to deal with. But if you're going to continue taking that with you on every decision you make, you're going to get nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have the worst communication with your ex. So you gotta train your mind to be more business. Think about it black and white. So that's number one. Another tip is when you communicate with, with your ex, and this is a bit more geared towards someone who has a high conflict ex or a narcissistic ex that's even the higher level, 
you need to be very strategic about what you say, how you say it, and when you say it, right? If you are speaking with someone who's much more rational and you're trying to just problem solve, usually, you know, eventually you'll get to an answer. But someone who's high conflict or even narcissistic is going to turn your words against you and make every little minor decision the most difficult decision they've ever made in their life. But if you plan ahead and you really think about the words you're choosing, the order in which you put the words, and what time of day you're sending it, you can set yourself up more for success on getting to an answer. Mm -hmm. So that is super important. That's something I work with my clients. Like I'll give you an, an example. A client of mine is currently going through a um, time sharing modification up to trial. She's in the middle of waiting for that trial date. And her communication with her ex is always so complicated. He tends to have narcissistic um, tendencies and he just won't answer her when she needs answers timely. Everything is difficult. So when she was trying to communicate to him about, I don't remember the exact example, but let's just say it had to do with making a doctor's appointment for their toddler. Um, he wasn't timely responding. Well, she as a parent needs to get something done. And I've, I've empowered her to understand that, that concept of just making an executive decision. If you are the parent, who has predominant primary time, you got to make a decision. You can't just wait. Your ex may not respond for months. So I helped her draft an email to her ex through their communication, whether it was talking parents or wizard or whatever. Um, we, she had drafted it. She sent it to me. And when we met through Zoom, I said, what you've said is great, but we need to modify it. And we took her own words and we just reorganized her email in a way that now was less aggressive and less um, demanding and more of flipping it in a way where it was like, I'm doing this because it's what's best for your schedule, what's best for our son. It just came from a different perspective. So he would hear it differently, right? So that's like a big skill is learning how to communicate to your ex efficiently. And that's not something that comes, it takes a lot of practice. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's a relation. I always talk about like, this is one of the only contentious, whether it's how contentious it is, a relationship that ends that you now are still even in contact with this ex. You probably don't mm -hmm. talk to your ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends. <laughs> right. Now you're talking to them every day about like the most important thing in your life. Of course, that's going to be challenging and emotional. So it is like, you're, I always say you're almost like going back to kindergarten. You need to mm -hmm. learn these things. Uh, and a piece that I think about a lot, I read an incredible book that changed the way I communicate uh, by Chris Voss called uh, Never Split the Difference. He's an FBI hostage negotiator. And he oh. always says, to your point, uh, assume the other person is reading that text or email in a terrible mood. Yeah. Do not think <laughs> that they're coming from the place that you are. Yeah. And what you said about like rearranging the order, you probably have most of the things you want to say, but mm -hmm. starting it off with empathy, even if it's your worst enemy, always, uh, you're probably going to think I'm, I'm being really uh, absurd here with this. I'm so sorry to just like mm -hmm. ways to put yourself in their shoes, even though that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Because the reality is you just want them to accept and act on the message that you're sending. But exactly. You start with a little, you did this, and their brain is just like turned off. And that's naturally what we all do because that's mm -hmm. the way we're feeling. 
So right. yeah, I think constructing communication efficiently, and then once you figure it out, you can even copy paste these things into your phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's like definitely. a biggest life hack that I've found for divorce and co-parenting. Yeah. And here's another hack you could do, especially if you're communicating through these apps where it keeps all your information, right? Or all your communications. Go back, you know, if you have time to do this, this is going to take some time, but it's a really productive activity. Go back to some of those moments where you were trying to problem solve. Which communications did you make that actually helped move the conversation, right? Let's try to replicate those. Like, how did you say it that it finally resonated with your ex and you got to a place of resolution? Do that more often, right? Mm -hmm. The other ones that you see where you continue to argue back and forth, cut it out, mm -hmm. try it from a new perspective, right? So you have to, it's just trial and error to see what works, what doesn't. Everybody's ex is different. And even if you're taking what I'm saying and trying to implement it and you see it doesn't work, try it differently, mm -hmm. right? Everyone interprets someone's message differently. We mm -hmm. Nobody interprets anything the same. And especially post-divorce, you may think what you're saying is not aggressive or emotional, but have a third party read it. Mm -hmm. How do they see it, right? Are they going to read it and go, uh, that, that, mm, yeah. that's not going to come off well, right? But you can't see it because you're still kind of blinded from going through this whole experience that you think you're, you're making it better, but you might not quite be there yet. It's a lot of trial and error to get to being a better communicator with your ex. You will get there. You'll have highs and lows. Time will help fizzle some of that crazy hot-headedness and emotion and impulse to want to like just, oh, I got to respond right now. No, you you don't. You don't. You Unless it's an emergency, you don't have to respond immediately. You can put your phone down, let it marinate, think about it, and then come back to it when you're ready to communicate rationally. Yeah, that's so. the, probably the biggest tip you could say is let me think about it or don't Always. respond because... Uh -huh. Uh, you're just not, you're literally have chemicals running through you. And just mm -hmm. because the other person is like, I need to know, what are you going to do about yes. this? You cannot control that. And it's, it's much easier said, said than done. But like, yeah. like you said, you still might not get the response you want, but at least you'll get some confidence that like, I handled that in a controlled way. I can, yeah. I can't tell you how many, you know, I see from friends or uh, girls that are divorced that I've met. They show me their back and forth with their ex. It's horrible. The ex is horrible. Look, they're yeah. being like a six-year-old, but yeah. their response, they're feeding it. So like, mm -hmm. I'm like, every time you send yeah, that, yeah. you strengthen it. So I don't, yeah. you know, I try to give some advice, but I know like it's the high road is also kind of exhausting too, right? Like It is. You know, so this is a good conversation because I do have this with my clients. And I, look, I'm not the type of... Um, professional that's just going to feed you and coddle you along the way of what you want to hear. Sometimes I have to tell my clients things they may not want to hear. And I'm going to say, look, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but you need to hear this because I'm trying to help you and guide you to get through this and thrive. But I'm seeing a pattern of behavior that is not helping you, right? So if I have a client who says, oh my God, Jenny, you, I have to show you the angry text exchange I had on Friday night. And they show it to me and we talk about it. And my first response is going to be, so what did you do wrong here? Right? I want them to take accountability and recognize, like you said, they were enabling it. They were putting fuel on the fire. And I'll, I'll tell them straight up, like, look, you didn't, this is exactly what we talked about, which is 
you have to learn to recognize that it's happening first. Self-awareness is priceless, right? And it takes years to find it. But especially post-divorce, you got to work on your self-awareness. So important. Mm -hmm. Because once you start recognizing that you're feeding into something, then you can say, whoa, okay, I, I need to take a step back. So if you're angry texting, you see it immediately and you say, nope, I am not going to engage, mm -hmm. not doing it. Because I know, even though I want to, and it's just bubbling inside me, I can like fire coming out of my ears. I'm, I'm going to take a breather. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to walk away, go scream in my pillow, go take a run, go take a hot shower, whatever. You, you got to cool down because as soon as you cool down, like you said, once those endorphins and everything settles, you're like, oh yeah. I'm glad I didn't send that text. Mm -hmm. So a tip I've given some of my clients is when you're about to engage, even though you like, you know, you can't, and you're so close to putting send text it to me, send it to me. If you want to send it in a, in a note, or you just want to write it down. Cause you got to like release that energy, do it. If you feel like you need to just push send copy, paste it to me, I will read it. And I'm going to help you walk you, you know, off that bridge. And I've had clients do that. And they're like, thank you for letting me just vent. That's what I'm here for. And that's something I do with my clients. And I make it really helpful for them. They love my accessibility. And I'll, look, I, I'm busy. I got clients. I got three kids. I, I, I got a lot going on. But I know for my clients how important it is to be able to reach out to a professional like that and get that response quickly that they need to talk them off the ledge so they don't engage in an angry text exchange because if they do our next session is going to just be it's not going to be productive we're not going to get into the stuff we really should talk about instead we're just going to be reliving that horrible conversation and how are we going to avoid it the next time so that's something my my clients love when we work together is that they need a they need a release good send it to jenny put me on the top of your your text chain and just send it to me i'm not judging i've given you it's a totally safe space send it right yeah and and, and in one minute you could say i got that off my chest now that you see it it actually mm -hmm. isn't the best thing to, yeah. i think that's the biggest part of divorce that we all whether you have a good or a not so good divorce mm -hmm. not feeling seen nobody knows what my ex yeah. is sending me so you feel like I need somebody to see this. Validate this, me. These things are not, uh, you're, you are valid and feeling completely attacked here. Yeah. And you should not send that text back. Like mm -hmm. those two things are not mutually exclusive. I'm not dismissing yeah. the fact that they're being insane and attacking mm -hmm. you. So you should feel like seen and heard in that respect. And you need to be more deliberate, intentional and high road with your response. Like those sure. two things. It's like, we feel like, but if I don't send it, then nobody knows what they're doing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to release that energy that is now being created from this conversation, however it happens or an encounter, whatever it is. Look, we're human. We all have emotions and to not experience your emotions is going to drag you down and not let you move on after divorce. So where is your release? You have to have a release. If you're not self-motivated to exercise, to um, you know, join a support group, do something where you get that validation you need, then hire help because help exists for this purpose exactly. And you need to feel emotion. You need to see it. You need to hear it. You need to feel validated for having it, but you can control it mm -hmm. because 
you need to get it out, but you also don't want to fuel the fire by texting angry back because you'll, you're, you're going nowhere, you're going in circles mm -hmm. and that will solve nothing. Absolutely. Well, I think we all wish we had a divorce coach, maybe going back in time. <laughs> I think this is a newer thing. Tell people where they can yeah. find you, how they can connect with you, Jenny. Sure. Great. So I'm all over Instagram, as you said. My account is at Family Talk with Jenny. Um, you can connect with me there. You can comment on any of my posts. Uh, my email is Jenny at divorceinpeacemediation.com. There's a link on my website to get in touch with me also. So there's many ways you can reach out to me. Um, I also just wanted to do a quick little plug. I have a really amazing, I'm calling it Love Yourself First pre-Valentine's Day flash sale that I'm running now. I know that this is being aired after that. So I want to let your listeners know once this is aired, you have 48 hours to still message me um, flash sale and I will honor that promotion since this is being aired after. Um, so get in. It's an amazing deal to work with me at a much more um, lower price point. And the cool thing I find is that a lot of people that come to me, they just love the support that I offer. So they wind up coming back for more because some people need temporary help and some people need the support more long-term because they can foresee that it's not just going to end after, let's say, four sessions of working together. We'll get you a really great head start and on the road to post-divorce thriving life, but support doesn't necessarily have to end there. And if you can foresee that the handholding is so helpful, it can keep going, right? So every client I work with is different. Um, but check me out. I'd love to give feedback. I definitely speak with people for free um, for a first consultation just to kind of see where we're at, how I can help you. So check me out. Yes. Family Talk with Jenny on Instagram. Check out her website. I think the ex the accessibility is the most valuable piece, I yeah. think, because people want somebody to see them and hear them. So thank you so much for coming yeah, on the podcast. Thanks for having oh. me. This has been fun. I love being a part of your community. So thank you. It comes as no surprise that not all divorces are created equal. While some divorces are collaborative and amicable, others are painful, accusatory, and may simply have you thinking, what the F? If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, this is a sobering reality. The folks at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. The WTF Divorce Community is here to help shed light on the fact that whatever you're going through, you are not alone. If Soberlink is reaching you at the exact time that you need it, visit www.soberlink.com WTF to sign up and get $50 off your device. That's www.soberlink.com WTF.